for lunch was soup, and it was real busy. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Well, I, I offered like ten times. Yeah, yeah. Do what? I said, yeah, well. well people are going to think that I'm like slave driving you <laughs> over here. You shall not eat until the work is done. <laughs> Please, sir. May I have another? <laughs> oh, it froze. <laughs> Stuck to the tiny tablecloth. Let go of my ego. Let go. So I'm hyper confused how the intro is going to go here. Because we only have one set of show notes. Kristen's coming all over the room. Oh, she overfoamed her glass. <laughs> I was trying to like chug drink it to get it down. It didn't work. <laughs> this, That's all falling This apart. day has been terrible. <laughs> Can't get any five. food. <laughs> Some <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to suck it down and it wasn't working. I, like, I definitely I, made some mistakes. I've tried to chug a, a Guinness a time or two when I've overdone the head and it's definitely gone up it's my just, nose and then I've coughed into the foam. glass and blown the foam all over my face. That has happened to me on more than one occasion oh, no. in my life. I spilled a good bit. It's like all like soaked in. That'll be all right. Just time on tablecloths. <laughs> Kristen's wet spot. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the recently mercenary Kristen Bloom. Yeah. How's it feel? I I don't think it's really like sunk in yet. Like it feels cool, I guess. But at the same time, I'm like, it hasn't really, really happened yet. So. We need to frame either the invoice or the check, whatever form this happens in. Yeah. Like if it's a direct deposit, then we need to frame the invoice. But I think it's a check. If it's a check, we need to frame the check. So yeah, we sold our our commercial. Um, Hell yeah! Haven't been paid for it yet, so like I think that's part of the reason I'm kind of like, oh well. Well, the price has been agreed to, so now it's yeah. just a matter of time. I sent it off to Spectrum, I guess, who does the commercials around here. Yeah. Which it was odd. I didn't know cable companies did the commercials. Well, um, it's because they're missing people like us. Yeah. But anyway, I <laughs> uh, sent it off to Spectrum, agreed on the price for it, and yeah, we're going to have a commercial on TV, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> how cool is that? We don't even have cable. We have to ask other people, like, hey, how'd our commercial come out? <laughs> I'll put it up on the YouTube eventually, I'm yeah. sure. I don't know if I can write this second, but... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it'll wind up. What the fuck is that? I'm Winston sure, clawing uh, shit. I figure, I'm sure it'll wind up on Facebook and all that fun stuff. Which I told them um, if they wanted, they could put a copy on their Facebook and stuff. I was like, I don't care mm-hmm. if you upload it. I mean, I'm going to upload it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be out there one way or the other. But I'm proud of you, love. That's a huge yeah. move. Um, yeah, it feels, feels good. feels weird because I'm like, I still have to go back to my day job. And um, I'm not going to say how much we got paid for it obviously yeah. but if we did enough projects we could realistically quit our day <laughs> jobs and i was like that's a weird feeling like yeah slaving away for someone else versus, <laughs> you know like actually oh. doing what you're qualified to do yeah. and realizing that if you just did that a couple of times a week you wouldn't need a day job yeah <laughs> so if you if you need a freelance artist hit us up yeah i'll write your or i'll edit your uh nanorimo work Kristen will shoot you a commercial. Um, hip hip hooray. I should have had pie. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess we'll delve more into those feelings on our Sunday release. Well, duh. Yeah, but we're the talk episode. but we're not here to bring you another talk episode, nor are we here to bring you another Tectonic Tuesday. Nope, we're back to the original, the two 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 sta 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 two two two. Not calling it Tectonic Tuesday. Well, then you better come up with a title for it because that's what it's titled in my computer right now, and it's got to get <laughs> uploaded after this. It's so. not getting called Tectonic Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing a two star. And here, and now, we're bringing you self, self. slash less. Uh, selfless back it's a uh, backspace uh, <laughs> back what are they slash. called yeah is it a it is a backslash it's not a black slash i said backslash you <laughs> selfless from 2015 featuring some guys we're gonna get to here in a minute Woo. all right so how do you want to i've got the paper that Kristen yeah, normally so, reads so am so, i just diving into it um are you doing the funny witty banter that drives the episode and i'll just answer the questions uh, so what were our critic scores <laughs> on uh, <laughs> our critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes? A sinfully low nineteen percent. Yeah. Audience score forty six percent. IMDb six point five. Where do you sit with this one? I'd say I'm more in the vein of IMDb. Maybe a. Six point five. I probably wouldn't go any higher than seven, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd be there in that six point five to seven category myself. I really enjoyed this. If it came on again, I'd watch it again, but I wouldn't seek it out. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, I'd put it in that category of film for me. Yeah, it, it was definitely pretty solid. I don't think yeah. it deserves to be a two star. Um, yeah, probably not a movie I'd buy though. Yeah, I'd, I'd expect to see it on like cable TV, right? You know, bookended by your commercial. <laughs> and we got a tiny piece of trivia for you bastards that I called out for sure as it was going down. Who has an old gold apartment and overlooks fucking Central Park? It's and I was like, they definitely gold. shot that in Trump's fucking apartment. I don't know how they got that access, but that's that location. And we looked it up on IMDb. Turns out that's Trump's home. That's where he left the White House. So your president for the oh. next couple of weeks. It was before he was president, to be fair. Well, I think he still owns that. I think that's the one that he was arguing. He didn't remember at the very beginning where he's like, I don't want to move into the White House. I've got a better house. No, no, but I'm saying this was shot back in 2015, so it was probably easier to get permission because he wasn't the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Can that's, we just borrow your apartment? But that's the, uh, the penthouse that he was arguing at the beginning of his term. He's like, I've got a better better house. I didn't really like it's it. Tremendous. It was a lot of gold. It's covered in gold. A little too much gold. And the then, fountain was pretty sweet, though. Yeah. Well, I think, and we'll get into it, but I think they did a really good job casting that guy as the billionaire and then using Trump's apartment for, like, this megalomaniac. <laughs> no, not going down the political road. Mm-hmm. Our other little piece of trivia here is uh, the Pumpkin Water Tower actually exists, but it does not exist in New Orleans or wherever they said that they... I was, oh, in, it was Missouri, in Missouri, but the city that they, or the county or something that they said it was in is a fictional place. It doesn't yeah. exist. So this pumpkin uh, tower was in Garyville, Louisiana. Which makes me curious if that's where they shot it. I think they shot it all there, outside of the Trump's apartment scene. Because like it takes place mostly in New Orleans. I found out Nicolas Cage owned the house that he lives in when he goes to New Orleans at oh. one point. He doesn't own it anymore, but pre-bankruptcy, Nicolas Cage used to own that place. Fun. I did actually like the 
New Orleans house better. I, like, the gold apartment was a bit excessive, mm-hmm. but the little, like, villa in New Orleans was pretty neat. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, this film was directed by Tarsum Singh. Singh? I don't know. I do know um, one thing that he did. He did the documentary about Scream, the film. Uh, it's a really cool documentary. They go back and, like, Wes Craven's still alive, and he's explaining, huh. like, all the jokes that he made, you know, that. in his direction and stuff like that. Because I was looking at his film work. I missed that one. Yeah, he's done a couple of other things as well, the, the, the like, two-name movies, but um, I've not seen either one of those. Yeah, I didn't write anything down because I didn't recognize any of his stuff. Hmm. This was produced by People, which is weird. <laughs> Ram Bergman, James D. Stern, and Peter Schlissel. Uh, written by Alex Pastor and his brother, I'm assuming, David Pastor. And then you can All skip over to the next right. page. <laughs> I only do the stuff that I have. Like, <clears throat> I'm out I of practice introing these. I haven't introed these in a couple <laughs> I didn't of have, uh, months. Didn't have anything interesting about any of those people, unfortunately. Uh, we ran on a budget of $26 million. We came out with 30.5 in the box office. And uh, do you want to get into the cast or shall we go into the plot summary? Yes. Going into the cast. Up front, the reason why we sat down and watched this movie, because I like watching really famous people qualify for a two-star episode. Our first person, none other than Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds. Why are you telling their movies? That's my job. Don't tell their I didn't movies. see a note, and I was like, oh, there it is. It's, it's a longer yeah, description. Um, yeah, so he plays, uh, I guess, technically our main character. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit confusing to explain. Our main character is not actually an old guy whose brain gets transplanted <laughs> into Ryan Reynolds' body. Yeah. So he technically plays... It's good body to get transported. <laughs> he technically <laughs> plays both Damien and Mark, his original self. <laughs> And he's in Deadpool. Yeah, and he's in Deadpool. Thanks for stealing my thunder, you fuck. And uh, who would Damian Hale be? Damian Hale would be played by Ben Kingsley. He's our rich old dude dying of cancer? Yeah. Lung cancer? I don't know what he's like. He goes, I had a biopsy. I'll fuck this other guy at my meeting. (laughs) (laughs) That guy never came back around. Never came back around. We'll get to it. It was a smoking gun. Um... He's done a lot of shit, but I feel like the thing he's probably most famous for is Schindler's List, but he's he's done a yeah, lot. He's uh, like a legend on the stage type stuff when I was reading. So I was like, that motherfucker, I've seen him in so many things and I can't place him at all. And they're like, yeah, he's famous for doing like all the old plays, you know, in the theater itself. So he's of that caliber. I had another name in head where I could compare it to. But moving forward, we have Natalie Martinez. She plays Madeline Bitwell. Which is uh, Ryan Reynolds in Mark's form. Husband or wife. Yeah. Yeah, she's his wife. Technically, Ryan Reynolds is three separate people. (laughs) He's Ryan Reynolds and two other guys. He's only really. (laughs) And his new self. No, he's really only Damien and Mark. He fake pretends the other dude gets transplanted into his body for like a few minutes. Meta. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's the recently "quote unquote" deceased Mark's wife. Um, she was in End of Watch. Hell yeah! I'm trying to figure out what these notes mean. Are oh, they... the connections mean those people are specifically connected to each other. Okay, uh, Jane Lee Lynn Kinchin plays Anna Bitwell. Oh, I see what you did. You threw me off. You skipped. I, skip? I followed the line. Well, don't follow the line. The line's just for me. Okay, Matthew Good plays Dr. <laughs> Jensen slash Albright. 
<laughs> I was looking. I was like, does she want me to no. go in the order of no, the lines? No, the, li- the lines are for me. <laughs> Am I so... abandoning everybody else? No. Okay. You're not I... allowed to make notes and give me the notes and then expect me to interpret your symbols. Well, I always <laughs> photocopy mine, so you get the same copy. So yours always looks the same. No, I do the little. I do like these little brackets connecting separate points to be like, oh, these are couples, and then oh, I have I the you. little sub bracket for daughter. Um, so I just do that for myself so visually I can look back and be like, oh yeah, these two characters are linked together. But Matthew Good plays Dr. Jensen slash Albright. He's our crazy mad scientist who runs the program. He was in The Watchmen. Hmm. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen The Watchmen? I heard there's a giant blue guy with a massive penis. That's about all I know about Watchmen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Derek Luke as Anton. He's, uh... The guy that switches body mul- or bodies multiple times. Yeah. He starts off as the uh, black guy who's playing basketball within New Orleans. Yeah. Ends up being some random white dude. And then tries to take Damien's slash Ryan Reynolds' body. But there's a secret way to beat the machine. <laughs> um, he was in Captain America. I honestly didn't love Captain America, so I don't really know who he played. But he was in it. Never seen that one either. Um, and this one bugged me all day. Because believe it or not, this film that you're going to mention is not the very first thing on his goddamn IMDb page. You have to scroll back to figure out what he's known for because he's been in so many things. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I watched clips of this film today just to be like, God damn it. He's the captain. I wish it was 97 again. (laughs) And that is Victor Garber, and he plays Martin O'Neill. That's uh, Damien's close friend when Damien's old man, Damien. Yeah. uh, That's his business partner who helps run... Whatever I don't really know what he does for a living, (laughs) to be honest. Um... And but what 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 film may have he, he was, have been in with Leonardo DiCaprio he was and that redheaded woman? El Capitan of the Titanic. <laughs> he was the he wasn't the captain. He was. No, he didn't play. He, he built the Titanic. He was uh, the guy where he's the guy when they hit the iceberg and everybody's like, the iceberg's not going to uh, make us sink. And she meets him on the stairwell and he goes, I built older. this boat. It's going to sink. We have an hour, hour and a half tops. Get the fuck to the lifeboat. That's right. The captain was an older dude. Yeah. And then we've got Janie Lynn Kitchen as Anna Bidwell. She's uh, Mark and Madeline's daughter. Uh, fucking adorable kid. She mm-hmm. hasn't done anything I was familiar with, so I didn't write her down. But fucking adorable. Kid. Yeah. Melora Harden plays judy o'neill that's uh his damien's best friend's wife uh she's <laughs> none other than jan levinson gould from the office yeah the second you said it i was like you're fucking right that's that lady and then our last one that we're gonna do is michelle dockery as claire hale that's uh damien's strange daughter she's not really in much of the movie mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen this but i just thought it was a fun fact for you she's in downton abbey i've not seen it either but it is very popular Yep, well, it's from England. So, fun fact for you, she's in Downton Abbey. Hey, other English people are in this film. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you want to dive in, love? Summary. The summary, you've got that. Mm. I just did your whole job. Technically, you have the Wikipedia, so you've got that. Um, So, Ryan Reynolds (laughs) is like Neo in the Matrix until, like, you know, at the scene where, like, he's in the glob. Until a billionaire. All right, go for it. (laughs) Um, So we open the movie with our billionaire character, Damien, who is dying of cancer. He finds out there's a program um, that they refer to as shutting, which is kind of a dumb. Leads to one really funny joke. 
Um, <laughs> shedding medication, and then it pulls up stuff about dogs shedding mm. too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, he finds out from an anonymous tip about this program that's called Shedding, where basically you can um, shed your physical form and implant your mind into another body. He thinks initially he's paying for a clone body that's mm-hmm. manufactured in a factory. Um, turns out, no, they take real live people and, um, kill them. Well, they don't really kill them because the dude's like in a coma or whatever, basically like he, his brain is still alive. So I don't really know what they do. They freeze them. I don't know what the (laughs) hell they do, but they basically knock him out and put somebody else's brain in there. And, um, you have to take medication. Otherwise the other brain takes back over. And, uh, so the whole movie, Ray, or Ryan Reynolds is running around taking red pills trying to avoid... <laughs> Are you trying to build a, new, a brand new tongue twister? Sally sells seashells. Ryan Reynolds is running around taking red pills trying to avoid having his brain run over by another person. Um, finds out his new body had a wife and kid. Uh, the kid was apparently also sick. And then we get a momentary uh, guilt trip about his absentee father ways. So he's got to decide... Does he give the body back? Or does he keep the body? Oh my god. While also uh, fighting this military level corporation. Yeah. That's apparently underground, but also on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's it's a little confusing, but we'll what, maybe we can unmuck some waters um, as we trudge through this. I quite enjoyed this fucking movie. Yeah, I, it, was, it was a nice... Um, thought like, it was fun. You just want to relax and kick back and watch yeah. a movie flick. But the critics fucking panned it. I read so many negative reviews of this movie. Um, I'm actually going to read one of them since you brought it up. We'll do that first. So this was... First on the list. You're well, the one that's on You have a list too. Yeah, we have two separate lists. On the list. um, <laughs> <laughs> since you brought it up, yeah. Um... If I was going to classify this movie as anything, it is definitely an action flick, yeah, for sure. I think it's it not... genre bends a little bit, but not enough to break away from the action. Yeah, yeah this isn't like a... It, it was listed under psychological thrillers, but this isn't like a psychological movie that you have to really mm-hmm. think about and invest in to kind of get it. Yeah. Um, it's not... It's got elements of romance, but it's not a romance. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I don't think it pretends to be anything other than what it is, to be honest. And this was the description um, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the critic consensus of the movie. It says, Selfless boasts a potential packed premise, but does frustrating little with it, settling for lackluster action at the expense of interesting ideas. Mm -hmm. And I might agree if this were a different type of movie. Like, if this were hereditary, but with explosions, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening here? You know, like, this is a movie about grief, but also shit's blowing up in the background, you know? Like, I I might be inclined to agree with the critics if this movie was anything more than what it Mm -hmm. is. I read an interesting take on it, uh, which was it's face-off meets limitless. (laughs) That's really goddamn close. Well, I think... um, Interestingly enough, um, now that you brought that up, uh, the company that originally produced it was, like, they list two production Mm -hmm. companies. um, Focus Films and the other one that I've not really heard of. Which is smaller, yeah, and I can't remember what the other one was. 
And you, whenever they listed the credit companies, made it or the production companies' credits at the beginning of the movie, made a comment that uh, Focus probably lost interest and mm-hmm. bonded off on the other company. And it was actually the other way around. The other company picked up the movie and was like doing the movie, and I guess that they had had success before. Um, or Focus, one of them had had success yeah. before doing, I think, Limitless, actually. So they were trying to kind of keep on that train. And then the other company got absorbed into Focus Films, because I guess it wasn't oh, generating wow. enough money yeah. on its own, so it actually got absorbed up into a bigger <laughs> company. And they got bought out. Yeah, uh, finished making it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's an interesting... I think idea, whenever we try to analyze movies that aren't, like, artsy films Mm -hmm. through an artsy vein, it's like, oh, it could have been smarter, and then it wasn't. Like, you wouldn't give that same review to Fast and the Furious. Yeah, or like like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, with the exception of The Dark Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Michael Bay didn't do The Dark Knight. Okay, well then I take it back. That was Christopher Knoll. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? Michael Bay did Transformers. Um, well, yes, Michael Bay movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like movies that are just straight up explosions and shit going down, like, you know, aren't movies that we try to mm-hmm. think too critically about. And like, because this movie did have kind of a cool premise where then mm-hmm. like shitting on it because it really was ultimately an action movie yeah and that was a lot of the reviews that were going around this thing they were like oh they used all the tropes and i was sitting there going it's an action film i'm not a huge fan of action movies i I, because i find them to be explosions and like i I could play call of duty (laughs) like i could figure it out like i'm not shitting on the genre i used to love it as a teenager but i i think i've seen too many serious dramas to Mm -hmm. really be like yeah give me give me bombs but I'm also a horror fan, so maybe I just changed directions with my action. And they're like, it's used all the tropes. But to me, as a person who's not watched a ton of action movies, I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, I thought it was fun. It's got one of the greatest pistol whips in the history of film because he takes the whole barrel in his hand. He doesn't try to clock you with the whole side of the gun. Whole barrel in the hand, hits you in the face with a magazine clip, and just keeps fucking walking. <laughs> That's probably honestly a trope of these type of movies, but I think the reason that it works is it, there's not really honestly a ton of like big action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like we have the flamethrower, which is a little cheesy, yeah. but also fun. Yeah. Um, you got the shooting underneath the terrace, like we're well, in Walking Tall. Well, with that though, like for me, I think what makes all the rest of it work, minus like I said, the flamethrowers are a little cheesy, but it's fun, so I yeah. don't mind it. And then the car chase sequence is like a bit more over the top, like actiony. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't mind it. They did a good job on it. Like for me, what makes all the shootouts and shit that happen the rest of the movie work is that we have a character who we've established fits in this world. Like he is a former mm-hmm. serviceman, and whenever he. Um, knocks out the first character in the bathroom and we see him in action for the very yeah. first time like we still also see damien in there who's kind of like oh god i didn't know i could do that <laughs> so like very born identity yeah <laughs> like, like it is kind of like well-timed a... fight choreography i didn't find it clunky i didn't see any missed punches yeah it's kind of like a mission impossible-esque mm-hmm. movie where it's like this character knows the moves this character's done this a few times and so i buy into like the action that's happening in this movie because we've established, and maybe it's a little cliche, we've established <laughs> this is someone who's been there before. Yeah. And it works. Like, it's not silly versus 
the movie we tried to watch and the car drives Holy off the bridge. Holy Christ. <laughs> what was the name of that piece of shit? Along Came a Spider. Along Came a Spider. We tried to, this was, that's what this episode was about to be, but the audio was so blown out it was giving me a panic attack. I couldn't fucking handle it. It was yeah, just it was disgusting. And then we watched a really for... sad animated thing about Sandy Hook and I cried and it was only 12 minutes long and then now we did this. <laughs> this was our substitute for our celebrity movie that filled the first go-round. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's not supposed to be artsy. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a little crazy. It doesn't even have the depth of a Mission Impossible or a Born Identity. Yeah. But it doesn't pretend to. Uh, one of the interesting critiques that I saw from a negative review on this was that they had miscast this film by using Ryan Reynolds to portray the billionaire's alter body. And I'm like, what do you mean miscast? He's supposed to be a random body. You're the one who's put this image of Ryan Reynolds. It doesn't yeah. work with that guy's... It's not supposed to be that guy's face or his voice or anything. He's supposed to be his own standing man. Yeah. I think my only complaint there would be that um, we had our original character of Damien in his form as an older man for such a short amount of time. And his character... Probably rightfully so at that stage in your life. You've recently found out you're definitely dying of this cancer. Yeah. They can't save you. And you're trying to grapple with that because you have ungodly amounts of money. And for like a moment there, he's like, it won't save me. Like I've accomplished yeah. all this shit. I have all this power and all this money and I can't save myself with mm-hmm. it. Um, the acting of that character seems so... Like, for lack of a better word, like, monotone. Like, every time mm-hmm. he talks and every time he's on screen, he's very expressionless. Like, yeah. doesn't, like, really say a whole lot, even whenever, like, there's, like, tension. Like, the mm-hmm. younger dude's, like, yelling at him for getting him fired and stuff. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and, like, whenever his daughter's, like, basically saying he's a no-account father, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. Take and the like cash. Yeah, <laughs> like, his... his portrayal whenever it's the other actor doing him as an old man Mm. is very kind of bland and like i i wasn't mad about it because i feel like if i was at that stage in my life where i was like in my because he was only 50 or something like that i think according to made so much money it doesn't make me feel good anymore my family can't talk to me i'm dying of cancer now i've got some dipshit who thinks he can run in and take my place fuck you I took your contractor out of this business. Yeah. Feels like a very cynical old billionaire type yeah. shit to do. So, like, it, it, to some extent, it makes extent that that portrayal of him at that stage of his life would seem so kind of blah. But I think when you get into Ryan Reynolds taking over the performance mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe it's an old man trapped in a younger man's body. Yeah, 30 like, going on 30 or whatever. <laughs> 13 going on 30. <laughs> um, I think it it doesn't come across as strongly as maybe one would hope because the original establishment of the character wasn't very strong. Mm-hmm. So it's He not... definitely feels a lot more from the offset like the former military yeah. body that or brain that used to be in that body. Yeah, like quickly leaps back into like partying and screwing young chicks and doesn't seem very out of touch with being a young man and i think part of that is we just didn't spend enough time with old man damien Mm -hmm. like we didn't get to know his character enough to or his reputation inside of the world like if he used to go crazy in his heyday that could have been easily established with a montage Mm -hmm. at the beginning and i know that they're great with the montage because the montage once he's in ryan reynolds Ryan Reynolds' red 
what, what was the running from the red pill? Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds's body there. Uh, once he's in that body, there's this beautiful montage where like he's taking, the pills, taking and... the pills and learning how to swim and learning how to run, and then he's in basketball. You know? Well, yeah, they do it multiple times. It's like, got that backbeat of that New Orleans fucking yeah. band. Like they do it multiple times, like him learning how to walk and stuff again, mm-hmm. and then. Whenever he gets into the party scene, we start seeing how bored he is with it. And like yeah. they do it in montage. And there's like a couple of other instances, I think, where it happens. And yeah, very beautifully done. But I don't think it's a fault of casting. I think it's a fault of we didn't establish up front a strong enough version of... This character that's supposed to be in like two or three different places. Yeah, because yeah, really, I mean, as an actor, what are you going to do with that? Like, oh, he was rich and he was dying and he bought your body... But like yeah. we, we and don't... he might be excited, but there's none of the wisdom of that brain that should be in there. You know, like if I'm 20 and I can do it all again with all the knowledge that I had when I was supposed to be dying at 86, like you would think that there would be an element of that level of responsibility. Dude, we don't need to go to the club. What you're going to do is you're going to get drunk and your liver's going to hurt when you wake up in the morning. There's an investment over here. We can run this back. We can play this whole well, game again. We can get married again. You know? <laughs> yeah, like we don't even establish that. Like we never talk about daughter's mother, so we have no idea if ex-wife is remotely in the picture or dead or alive or whatever. We don't really establish... Was he a shark and that's how he got to this level of success? Yeah. Like, is he like someone who will eat you alive? Like, is he a well, I think that's dude? what they were trying to do with the opening restaurant scene. Like, I think they were trying to show that from the beginning, it's I don't care about you. I care about the cash and I care about winning this game. And like for me, I feel like that scene was a bit of a pride move. Mm-hmm. So and and they say like, oh, he likes winning. But like, we don't establish that really so like yeah i like i i don't think it's a i actually liked ryan reynolds in the role i loved it yeah (laughs) once i forgot all about the older guy like (laughs) i was 100 percent in i liked too which i wish they i don't know if the old dude had like vietnam or world war ii experience Mm -hmm. you know like if we could have got a moment of that at the front head and it's like oh that's why he can kick ass he just his body didn't work like that anymore and now it does and that shit's still in there so he's had to train and now he can beat people up and shoot again and we wouldn't it would be a nice connection between him and the iraq war vet that he inhabits yeah like we don't know if he came from like humble beginnings like or was he always rich did he mm-hmm. come from a rich family and that's why the money was kind of boring for him like we don't really know anything about that original character so yeah for me i i think that would be one of my biggest complaints is um i feel like the inclusion of his actual real world daughter um as damien is more of a plot device than anything else. Yeah. Like, it feels like she is there specifically so we can have the argument later on where he's like, I don't want to disappoint two daughters. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And we don't ever get a real strong connection of him with his daughter. We kind of get that, like, payoff at the very end when he brings her the letter, but... Which book ends nicely with him bringing her the cash in the beginning because yeah. she even rolls her eyes, oh, great, Dad left me another envelope. Yeah. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. I do like that. But, like, we we don't get a strong enough sense of whatever tension is there, why, um, because he says he moved out, like, why him and his, you know, I guess Mm -hmm. wife maybe separated and, like, why he abandoned his daughter. And so 
It feels like the character of his daughter only exists so we can have this payout of I can't disappoint this little girl because yeah. she's, she's the same age my daughter was. Yeah, so I need to give her back her daddy. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. I... Very Hallmark. Yeah, very much. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen like so much more of a moral struggle there because he does not know when he buys the body that the body was a person. Mm-hmm. Like he legit thinks it was grown in a factory. And so when he discovers that, he shames his friend. Like, oh, you bought a little child's body to replace <laughs> your dead son? Yeah. But then, like, completely ignores what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to keep popping the pills it's so like, big. Yeah, I'm going to keep kicking all the ass in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, eventually he does come to that connection and selflessly kind of commits suicide as a character. But even then... Well, I guess it makes sense because he's repaying the guy for the time by giving him all the cash and sending him off to the Bahamas in this fucking very tropey, you know, 80s shot. Um, But yeah, like his ultimate game plan is, yeah, I'm just going to take all my money and fuck off. You know, like there's no moral development. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. And like, I. My back hurts. (laughs) I was starving and I've only had one beer and I'm already kind of a little buzzed. Um, but no, like, that's my only, like, real complaint. It's not even that the movie's, like, um, lost in the action, so you don't really get, like, a build or whatever. Like, it's not even that. Like, it was a fun movie to watch. It was a long movie. It was, like, two hours the long. The pacing was awesome, though, because I didn't realize it was two hours, and I, w- I didn't care. I, I, I didn't want to turn it off. Yeah. And, yeah, that's the point. Like, it was a, kind of a long movie for what it was, and, like, I... I the only time I really noticed, like, oh, we've been kind of watching this a while is when we'd pause for, like, bathroom breaks or, mm-hmm. like, to get more drinks or whatever. And, like, outside of that, I was like, okay, well, I'm still here, you know. But I do feel like there was a lack of growth for the character. Like, we, even whenever, like, there's a moment whenever he's in the bulletproof room or whatever in the lab and, like, yeah. the dude that owns the company, like, makes a comment about if you stop taking the pills, we both know what happens. And we don't even have a reaction from the wife who's in there and hears it where she's like, yeah. you motherfucker, you've been lying You to can me. give me my husband back yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah, like, I would have loved to have seen that. Like, if he's this selfish, like, sh- like man-eating shark of a billionaire who's been, like, gobbling up the competition his whole life, like, that, like, sense of pride where, like, I bought this body, this belongs to me now. Yeah. And then, like... Kind of trickling in this, like, oh, you were a shitty father, and don't you feel a little guilty? And here's this little girl you're disappointing, mm-hmm. and like, kind of this push and pull a bit more of him being like indignant. And the weird part is, like, they really could have given us that, and instead they gave us one of the prettiest shots in the film. And maybe that is a, a it's pool? a fuck up in the writing, the swimming pool. Yeah. Also, but matched with the scene where they jerk off the road after they've only driven like a mile away from the big shootout. Oh, yeah. And you get to hear the mommy-daddy argument from the little girl's perspective. That's where all the tension should have been for that character development. Is it worth trading off such a brilliant shot? Because you don't hear him explaining who he was. Like, you don't get that Ryan Reynolds as... The yeah. big man-eating billionaire. Like, but you get this beautiful muffled scene where all the sound comes back when the door's opened and the little girl runs out and it's like, "Hey guys, uh, can I play with the horsey?" You know? Yeah, I and yeah, I don't. Was that a failure? Do you think? 
as beautiful as that scene was, do you think we could have got something by keeping the camera with those characters? I think maybe my complaint would be, um, not, not specifically with that scene. I just think there are a couple of other things maybe we could have traded in place mm-hmm. of it. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like maybe even the daughter character is kind of useless on screen. Like I think the yeah. daughter character could have just been. She's just adorable. It makes you smile. No, not the no, not the <laughs> not that daughter. No, his his actual daughter. Oh, yeah. Um, I I think she's kind of useless on screen. I don't think we necessarily need to see the interactions in person. We could have left mm-hmm. it with he tries to call her. She never calls him back. She doesn't want to have anything to do with him. He goes to his deathbed and like maybe we see her grieving at the grave and that's it. And we could have cut actually physically interacting with her and made it more about his yeah. his <clears throat> like ultimate greed as this billionaire who lost like it's a bit um on the ghost of too. Christmas past E. <laughs> but this like grief of being this millionaire who died alone and or quote unquote died alone and his daughter didn't even want to have mm-hmm. anything to do with him. Or maybe we show that his daughter didn't go to the funeral. Well that's the most frustrating thing is that she could have been anybody. She could have been the young businessman that he cut off at the beginning of the film and we would have bookended. We don't need her to exist. She could yeah. have been his best friend. She could have been, you know, some random fucking waiter. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> she I, doesn't have enough depth for me to care she's just filling this role of him saying goodbye to his former life yeah and i I like this tension of that pulls him back to the other side i need to give this man back to his family because Mm -hmm. i took as a father i chose to abandon my family and i took the father away from my family so i need to give the father back to this family like i don't mind that i just feel like we didn't need to really get to know his daughter she could have just been the regret that we like kind of showed in passing. And then as the movie wears on, he gets closer to this other kid Mm -hmm. and like realizes his own mistakes through her. And then there's more of that tension of like, Oh, I'm selfish, but also I regret it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a full arc and an upswing. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think we needed to see the daughter like really at all. I don't think we needed necessarily. I mean, I guess maybe if you're trying to show that he's kind of a shark, like Mm -hmm. the moment with the younger businessman, I, I think there's like, clunkier stuff we could have pulled out like we maybe spent a little too much time with his best friend like at that mansion you were so right you're like ghost christmas past i think you you fucking hit it on the head and i think that guy might have played scrooge a time (laughs) or two (laughs) um but i i don't want to focus on the bads because like that's really my only complaint is i feel like the the daughter of damien not the little girl is just a plot device and she's not really terribly necessary. Um, and I wanted to see more of the internal struggle for him so Mm. that it's not so predictable. He's going to give the body back. Like that was incredibly predictable. He was going to give the body back. The second you saw that he used to be a soldier, you were like, Oh, that's going to be the payoff. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like I want to see a bit more greed from the billionaire dude. Cause I want to doubt at the end of the movie that he's going to do the right thing. I almost want to doubt that he actually did it. That he shows up and he's still him, but he's like, wink, wink, I'm Mark. Yeah, pretty much. I know your birthday. When's our daughter's birthday? <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, like, I think a lot went right. Yeah. Um, let's talk story. Okay. Because you mentioned... You're leading me on notes. When we do these, <laughs> I try not to look down. Whenever... Um, 
we were watching it, you mentioned multiple times, like, the payoff to, like, breadcrumbs we were mm-hmm. leaving. And I feel like, honestly, that's where this movie really shines, is it could have easily... There's so many of them. Well, it could have easily been, like, a kind of muddled storyline that was a little hard to follow, because that's a kind of weird premise. Like, yeah. you're taking over someone else's body, but also their brain still inhabits the body that you're in, and if you don't take the pills, but also you can take other bodies. Yeah, and, and characters you know, you've already met have shedded their former selves, and they're different people. You know? Yeah, so <laughs> like, I... It's, yeah, very complex web. Could have easily been a confusing premise, and it's a very clear, concise, easy-to-follow story, mm-hmm. and there's so many breadcrumbs that, like, come back around later. Yeah. Like, they bookend almost everything that's said in the first 15 minutes. Like, all the clues are there. They're a bit too on the nose. (laughs) But when he's talking to his buddy about his cancer, and everybody in the audience is going, oh, cancer, that's immediate, that's dangerous, it's going to kill him, that's our factor. You can almost miss the line where he's like... Yeah, you can almost miss the line where it's like, I'm an old man, and old men are supposed to die, you lost a son. And it feels like a throwaway in the Mm -hmm. moment, probably because of the skill of those two actors. But it comes back in such a poetically haunting way where you've got this man who is trying to rebuild his lost son. And now his friend, who is now Ryan Reynolds, has to explain to him that he's killed somebody else's kid. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's my favorite example of how they do it the in this movie. The breadcrumbing in here? Yeah, because it is. It's such a subtle throwaway line that when we come back around to it later and you can hear the weird sounds happening in the other room. Mm-hmm. And even when she steps into the room and you can see it's a train set, I was like, I don't get it. Because I thought yeah. maybe she was going to go back there and like the bad guys were going to be waiting yeah, we to Yeah, we were both her. sitting there going, oh, they're going to yank her out the yeah. back window. And like, I totally thought that's what was going to happen. She was going back there because the bad guys were making noise mm-hmm. to lure her in and somebody was going to snatch her up and then it's like, oh, fuck, we got to go yeah. get my daughter and back. And instead it's like an element of like poltergeist where it's like who are you playing with in here (laughs) but even when the kid was sitting there on the floor i was like who's the kid i'm a little lost and then ryan reynolds comes in there and picks her up and he's like we gotta go we gotta go and mom's like yeah mom's like what's going on he's like that's his son his son's been dead for years you know and i was like oh fuck like i Mm -hmm. forgot so like i I think that's like the most beautiful way they do it because i legit forgot that that dude had a kid at all yeah just that one little line dropped right at the beginning. It's everything that's beautiful about Saw. If I have to jump back to my favorite breadcrumb movie of all time. It's like opening line is telling you everything you need to know. It's right there on the face. Same thing as like they rush you through this scene where he's died. And they're like, did we get all the fillings pulled out? And he goes, yeah, and he's good because the metal's going to mess up the machine. And later on in the film, he ejects a bullet from his pistol and he sticks that in his mouth to break the consciousness to overcome the entire fucking film i like how he like makes a comment to you like a snide comment where he's like i'm a, a good learner or a quick study or something yeah. too <laughs> um I, and uh, two uh when there are questionable moments in the movie because there are so many movies that do like things where you're like i don't know that that really mm-hmm. Is canon to the story you've set up. Um, I like that view on it. Canon to the story that you've set up. Well, like they they establish up front with the montage how hard he has to work to get into the body. 
mm-hmm. that he's now inhabiting, and he he goes through all, all this the training. muscles of atrophy, yeah. so he's got to swim in a forever pool. And... Yeah, and he's got to get used to like just inhabiting a body that's not his body, and it's super difficult for him. And then he burns alive. His friend, <laughs> who comes back around in short order in a white dude's body, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, the more you do it, the easier it is." And we're yeah. like, "Oh, they're like addressing it." In case you were curious, yeah, how he got it done. This has happened multiple times. This and is not got the, the recurring necklace. Yeah. You feel at the beginning that the billionaire is the first attempt, and then they slowly dissolve it. And it's like, no, almost everybody in the city has undergone this procedure. And so, like, the business card at the very beginning of the film comes back to you. And it's like, how many times have they all been living these lives? It's such a fucking cool movie. <laughs> Speaking of people um, repeating lives, I think that is probably... Um, I guess my one regret for why they didn't establish more tension with Ryan Reynolds' character. The dude who owns the company... Yeah. Goes back and visits his wife who has Alzheimer's and like hangs out with yeah. her and brings her like her favorite food and like visits with her and stuff like that. And he couldn't um, switch her to a new body because her mind was already gone is his mm-hmm. argument, which uh, I don't You'd know. be putting an Alzheimer's brain inside of a young person. It would, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as a young man who could be out like chasing booty, like he doesn't have, like, a sexual relationship with his older wife anymore, but he still has the love for his wife where he shows up and, like, takes care of her. And as yeah. soon as he walks into the room and Ryan Reynolds is there, he's like, you didn't hurt her, did you? And he's like, no, yeah. you know, she's just asleep. And, like, it's not terribly aggressively developed, but the beauty behind that, that this, like, horribly corrupt man still has this, like, element of something we could all relate yeah, to. Yeah. Like still loves his wife and still cares about his wife and still wants to take care of his wife even though she doesn't even know who he is and mm-hmm. they're totally different people now living totally different lives and he could have just moved on and been like fuck that bitch. She you thinks know? he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think there is like an adorably softer side that you see there for a moment mm-hmm. that I would have loved to have seen developed more intensely in our main character no it's very important when you're writing a villain to give a villain a likable thing like a reason why you enjoy them even if it's just like rob zombie movies you like the fireflies because you like the music that's on the radio like (laughs) but something that your audience can relate to so they're not completely disconnected from the person doing evil like you you don't want them to root for your bad guy but you want him to be able to relate so that that person feels real. So he loves his wife. That reminds you that he's a shedder. <laughs> that he was this awkward guy in a wheelchair with glasses, and now he's got the body and she's inept. Like, it folds it all the way back in. Mm-hmm. My only, um, I guess like complaint with breadcrumbs where they don't really make sense is uh the guy that runs the company makes a comment about after a while you don't need the medicine anymore and then we very clearly see him take the medicine even though Mm -hmm. the assumption is he's been in this body for a minute his concept is if the procedure works then right like the your brain would take over the body. Well, yeah, he says if you take the medicine long enough, eventually the other person's personality dies off instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but we 
at the end of the movie, right before he dies, see him... Taking the pills. Because he sees it rippling in the mirror and thinks he's having a hallucination. So maybe he keeps them around as like a safety precaution. Maybe. And that was a really cool shot. That was a I loved trick. that. I, I, I heard that they definitely stole that from a completely different film called Seconds that I've never seen. But that was really fucking cool because it was like melting glass and then the fire shoots out. And I was mm-hmm. like, God damn it. That was fucking rough. The mirror rippling and takes medication because he thinks he's mm-hmm. having a hallucination. And then it turns out it's just the mirror melting from <laughs> a flamethrower that is conveniently laying around. In the evidence locker, or the weapons room, or whatever the fuck they were. And that's the only section of the whole building that's made of basically, um, uh, what's the word I'm going bulletproof for? Bulletproof glass. Yeah, well, it's the only section made of bulletproof glass, but basically the whole thing is like the shit you put down when you're painting a room. Yeah. Like the whole building is made of just big sheets of plastic, <laughs> and then there's a random bulletproof room. <laughs> Which makes no sense. It's like, oh, you can just get grabbed walking down the hallway there. He can't get shot in he's, this one particular he's clearly place. pissed off a few people in the middle of the procedure. So he's like, we got to put some bulletproof glass up here. Can't be getting shot at. Just in case these bastards come back. <laughs> so what's up next? I, I don't know where we are. We've burned through pretty much all of my notes, actually. But I, I think my biggest praise, I, I wish they had shown a bit more of a moral struggle for Ryan Reynolds' character yeah. in particular because he is our main character and he is... The character we spend the most time with. Um, but like my, my biggest praise for this movie is it is almost a two hour movie. And the concept is interesting enough to mm-hmm. keep us watching. And I think at some point in the movie, because we address like our character going in up front does not know that he's bought a real person yeah. and his best friend doesn't know that he's bought a real child. And then we're talking about, Using this little girl that, you know, is his former daughter, occupant's <laughs> daughter, you know, um, as someone else's, you know, new body. Like, we learn, like, increasingly horrifying details. So I think by the end, even though it's very predictable, he's going to give the body back. At some point in the movie, as an audience member, we have to, like, be like, oh, what would I do, though? Mm-hmm. I've got... More money yeah. than God, I could run away to a private island and just live my life and be like, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Or... To revisit it a second time in this episode, it's the Saul question. Mm-hmm. It's like, what I carve the stomach out of what I believe to be a dead person? And then when they're alive, do I kill them to get the key? Yeah. <laughs> or do you do what's the morally right thing, even if it's Stop at the cost... Stop taking the pill. Yeah, if it's yeah. at the cost of your own life. And like... I, I get for shock value why they skip over showing him make that decision and we mm-hmm. just go straight to him waking up startled because you're supposed to think it's still Damien and then, oh, it turns out it's Mark. Yeah. And all we get is just the video of him being like, hey, I gave you your body back, but I, I want to hey, see. Hey, I've been going through the DTs for a shitload, so good luck. <laughs> yeah, like I, I want to see the character struggling with the choice and the right thing mm-hmm. and then... Like, maybe as they're withdrawing, like, contemplating reaching for the pills and being like, nope, we just got to tough this out. Like, I want to see that struggle to make the decision more meaningful. Yeah, or make him look more gaunt and shaky when he's, like, almost completely fucking out of it. Because I didn't believe that he was all the way gone uh, or near all the way gone when he made the video. Yeah. So, I don't don't know. I, I... 
I think it's an interesting premise. I think it's an interesting, mm-hmm. like, movie to kind of make you pause and be like, what would I do? Because I think if What it's... would you do if you had more money than God and immortality was in your grasp? I would like to think I would give the body back if I found out afterwards that's mm-hmm. what I was taking away. I think it gets a bit more questionable if there's not baggage. If um, it is just a clone, like it's a robot you can put your well, brain no, into. Not even that. If this was just like, I don't know, like hypothetically just some young homeless dude who had no one and nothing, no family, nothing waiting for him on the other side. Mm-hmm. And you find out this is just some rando they snatched off the street yeah. and you got his some body. Some 22-year-old heroin addict yeah. and he clicked off in the middle of the night and we were able to save him. Yeah, yeah. like I think if you find out something more along those lines where it's like you're not taking away from other people besides this one person, um, the question becomes a bit more, I think, problematic on mm-hmm. deciding how you're going to handle it. But as soon as you find out there's a wife and there's children and you were an old man who lived a full life and got to experience all these things and had your shot, it's a lot harder to not make the right choice. So, and that's probably the point of the movie is like, there are these other factors that make him feel bad. I almost Um, view it and I don't want to go too terribly heavy, but this is about to be some heavy shit. So take the sip. I view it in part as a film about transplant. And I remember waiting for like a year and a half with my dad on the transplant list for his liver. He had to wait on somebody to die on I-24 so that he could have one. And then his body rejected it and they wound up dying anyway with the dead guy's liver. What if, (laughs) you know, the liver is the consciousness that's been transported into Mm -hmm. what was technically my dad, who was damn near dead to begin with. So like for me, it's got that added extra level of a spiral to it and it all comes down to like would you put yourself on a transplant list and would you accept a transplant would you take the eyes well, <laughs> yeah if you're because i mean with transplant victims that's different they're mm-hmm. already dead um also ryan reynolds yeah <laughs> and he did volunteer for it to save his own daughter but yeah. and, that, and that's another thing i would it's say a muddy explore. question i'm just i'm muddying it up further i unmuddied a lot of the film as i promised to do at the beginning of the episode then i drank a bunch and uh well, muddy and again that's another thing i wish they had explored more because ryan reynolds straight up tells the dude who owns the company Whenever he's like, he volunteered his body to save his daughter. He's like, that's yeah. bullshit. I could have cut him a check. I had the money. And but he goes, would you? Yeah. But would you have? And he's like, probably not. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I would have loved to have seen that struggle a bit more of like, have you had an opportunity to do, to do the right thing when you were in a position to do the right thing and chose not to? And then you're presented with a much more difficult situation. It's like, here's your chance again to do the right thing. Again, very Scrooge, where he has to stay late night on the bank on Christmas Eve. And then he learns his lesson and sends Mm -hmm. him home to take care of the little kid with polio. So Selfless is a Christmas movie. Tiny Tim. Yeah, selfless is a Christmas movie. You should gather around with your family. And Ryan Reynolds had the best pistol whip of 2015. (laughs) And Donald Trump wasn't alive, or he wasn't the president back then. Maybe he's Ryan Reynolds. Is that what I'm taking away here? Sure. You want to go eat some sketty? Yeah, I'm starving. Just get super fat. I'm starving. 
don't know. But I'm proud of you, love. Thank you. You secured a massive contract, first contract for the Nightmare Box. All credit to Kristen. I don't even care about plugs this week. I'm so fucking happy with that. Do you want to plug anything in particular? The Nightmare Box blog. Where you can go see. You can go see. You can go see Happy Birthday. You can go see uh, The Dolls. You can go see Brainstorm. And you can read all the scripts for all those things. Look at behind the scenes pictures. Read stories I wrote fucking forever ago that I desperately need to update. Got another one? Nah. Nah. That's, That's the, the important, most important one. one. Where you can send us an email. The one you will always forget. <laughs> the Nightmare, or sorry, no, Nightmare Box Productions at Gmail. Yep. Rate, review. Tell us if you love us or hate us. I don't even, yeah. I definitely thought you said rape review, and yeah. I was like, that's weird. Do a rape review. Just <laughs> a, make it so they have to delete the review. Just oh, no. graphically describe rape. No. Don't no, do that. Don't do that. Rate and review, though, yeah. with a T. And live your life like you're not relying on Ryan, Ryan Reynolds's beautiful body to replace Ryan your Ryan Reynolds isn't running corpse. around with red pills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love. I love you. I love you. And I love you guys. And we will talk to you on Sunday.